0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets.
1: Hi, welcome to It's a Donkey Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika. And with me today, as always, are my good friends, Petra Bert hello, and Kate Abbott. How do you? Today, we're going to talk about not such a wonderful subject, but one that every dog owner faces at some point in time, and that's canine cancers. One of the reasons we decided to talk about it this time is we have a new sponsor that you'll hear from a little bit later called Pets Are Kids Too, and they have a line of natural pet products. One of the things that this company does that we're real enthused about is they donate a portion of their proceeds to help dogs survive cancer. And their goal is to help 100 pets survive cancer in 2019. So before 2020. 2020. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's next year. I know. <laughs> so we're real enthused about this new sponsor and like I say you'll hear you'll hear a little bit more about them throughout the podcast but since they do have an emphasis on helping dogs survive cancer we thought we'd talk a little bit about that in this podcast we've all had run-ins with it I know I've lost two dogs to cancer in the last five years my last two Australian Shepherds Bashir had cancer had hemangiosarcoma in the abdomen And Cisco had a brain tumor that was absolutely, absolutely horrible. Petra, you've lost three Three to... Three
0: to hemangiosarcoma. Three.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. horrid.
0: Two Ossies and what?
1: A Pomeranian.
2: Two weeks ago, Pomeranian.
1: Yeah, and then Kate... uh, I've
2: lost three to uh, bone cancer, osteosarcoma.
1: Yeah, we're all three. And
2: two Toy Poodles, interestingly enough.
1: Oh... I, kn- I knew the Rottweil. I didn't realize yeah. the two poodles.
2: And they were their mates. And there's that hereditary
1: component, component
2: yeah. to the whole thing. But yeah, <laughs> Yeah, the girl first and then later on the boy.
1: And then uh, last year, my youngest hero had melanoma in the eye, and that was quite tragic. So cancer's
2: just as horrible in dogs as it is in people. Well, and like we were talking about before we started this podcast... It is. I mean, it's not. Everybody has cancer. Every yes. person, every dog. Yes. It's there. It's well, just whether or not it's affecting you.
1: When right. my father was diagnosed with cancer, in talking with the oncologist, my dad went immediately to hospice care. His was untreatable. He was 85. I mean, and we don't say that, you know, you don't treat just because you're 85, but his head unfortunately spread so terribly, that he went right to hospice care. But the oncologist explained to us that we're always fighting cancer cells, that when you have a healthy immune system and everything's working the way it's supposed to, your body kills those stray cancer cells. But it's when something else happens, whether there's a threat to your immune system or you have another health challenge or Something else upsets the equilibrium, then the cancer takes over. And I'm sure that's a very simplified explanation, yeah. but that's the way he worded it to us. And the same would be with our dogs.
2: Yeah, well, it's just uh, um, accelerated right. because their lifespans are accelerated.
1: Right, right, <clears throat> which is horrible in its own right. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Yeah, they never live long enough.
1: So let's talk about some of the things that they talk about as to why dogs can get cancer, or the cancer
2: can take off, or any of the other various... Well, it's probably no surprise, just like in people, um, the more awful stuff that's in the environment. Sure. Uh, So dogs who live on commercial farms exposed throughout their lives to herbicides and other pesticides, they're more prone to cancers, especially nasal cancer. Oh, that That nose is down to the ground, and they're sucking everything up. I mean, the fact that we even know what the word carcinogens means. You know, they're just everywhere. We have different kinds. I don't know, they didn't say why, but oral melanoma is more common in dogs with dark pigmentation in their mouths. Oh, interesting. So the dark pigmentation in the mouth means they're more likely to get oral melanoma. Oh, they
1: have more melanin. Okay, that's interesting because melanin plays a part in... Malignant melanomas of the eye. So those
2: type of cells are more susceptible to changing to cancer cells? Who well, no, know? I don't uh, know. Yeah. That's uh Well, the formation of
1: melanin is a complex process with genetic, hormonal, and UV affected by UV rays. So if that comes to play in the eye, I would guess some of the similar would also play in the yeah. dark pigment in the mouth, not the UV rays so much, but the other, the hormonal. Well, the
2: still, mouth. dark is absorbs more. I, I would guess. Light repels. We're just really guessing here, but yeah, it's uh,
1: we're thinking out loud. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Large and giant breeds are at a much higher risk of bone cancer, like my Rottweiler. Yeah. So the uh, the toy poodles were an anomaly, right? But I think a strong. Hereditary problem there. Yeah, since they were littermates. Cocker spaniels are prone to an otherwise rare type of air cancer. Ear. Huh. Skin cancer more prevalent in short-haired, fair-skinned breeds, like boxers. I'm thinking of my Jack Russell because he's white. So He's got a lot of white skin and it's not very thick. And he's got a pink nose. A portion of his nose is pink. So I right. actually did buy dog sunscreen for him. Safe if he licks it mm-hmm. off and mm-hmm. he doesn't. I don't put it on him every day, but if we go to the beach or something or to the desert, yeah, sure. I'll put a little, uh, little on his pink spots, much to his dismay. So, there there is often a genetic component, a hereditary component, and even within lines of certain breeds, you know, someone the other day was telling me about a, a problem their dog was having. I said, Well, did you tell the breeder? well i didn't want to bother her no 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 that's not a bother you need to tell her yes and responsible
1: breeders want to know when hero was diagnosed with the melanoma in his eye and i'll talk about that more in a little bit first thing i did was contact the breeder and i told her i says i'm not blaming you because this is not supposed to be inherited but i said i want you to know and she said oh of course and actually she offered to help pay for his surgery so good breeders, responsible breeders want to know this stuff, even if it's not good news.
0: Well, and then the breeder that you and I used years ago for an Aussie, she yes. baited the female when she realized two litters were Had having health, health
1: problems.
2: problems. Yeah. And
0: she didn't want to keep going with
1: that. Right.
2: Yeah. Skin cancer is more prevalent in dogs that live <clears throat> in high-altitude locations, closer to the sun. Well,
1: when you, when you and I go to a higher elevation, we're more apt to get sunburned. Yeah.
2: I I would refrain from talking about what we've done to our environment. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Staying on topic. All
1: right. Well, I'll talk about Hero first since I've mentioned it a couple times. Last summer, actually, I can tell you the date, on July 12th, (laughs) I I took a a picture of Hero face-on with my camera. And when I posted that photo to Facebook and I was looking at it, I went, huh, he's got a little black dot on his eye on the iris of his eye, and I thought initially maybe that was on the lens of my phone camera, and then I turned around to looked at him and grabbed his little cheeks and pulled his face up so I could see, and I realized he had a little black dot on his iris. Hmm, said I, <laughs> and a little bitty tiny black dot, so I just watched it,
2: Yeah, but you went and looked for other photos.
1: Yes, I did. I went and looked back at other photos to see whether that black dot was there, and it wasn't. So July 12th was when I first saw that little black dot, and it was like a little black dot from a lead pencil. By September, it was the size of a pencil eraser, so it was growing quickly. So I called his veterinarian, and I had a bad feeling already, but I called his veterinarian, and she did a couple of hmms, hmms, and went and got the uh, ophthalmologist scope. I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. <laughs> yeah,
2: you're you the, there on that limb on your own. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the scope for the eye. And I she, okay, and, and she looked at it straight on, and then she looked at it from the side, and she said, Liz, I'm 99% sure he has melanoma of the eye. And she says, I'm going to call the ophthalmologist right now and refer you to the specialist. So she left the exam room, called him, came back and said, he will see Hero. All you have to do is call and make an appointment. Okay. So made the appointment, took Hero in, and it took him all of five seconds to say, yes, he has melanoma of the iris. But the good thing is, is he's a young vet. He's gung ho. He's ooh and uh, up to date with all the and he's got up to date technology nice. and knowledge.
2: And it's a specialty clinic. And it's a yeah. specialty clinic. They got awesome.
1: So of whereas lots of the research online talks about surgeries, as in cutting out that portion of the eye and so forth and so on, which made me wince terribly, he has a laser. And he was, yes, I can do this. I will do this and this and this. And the will kill the tumor and Hero will be fine. And I went, okay, you guarantee <laughs> that? <laughs> well, of course, there's always the chance that the melanoma might come back later. If it does come back later, there is the small chance he might lose that eye. But in the meantime, he's got... Excellent vision, he's not light sensitive, he's got the tumor when it dies kind of spreads out a little bit, so his, he's got a bigger black spot on the iris, but it's not a tumor, it's just discolored, and he's absolutely fine. So, knock on wood, knock knock, hopefully it won't come back. I, uh, I of course, being me, <laughs> asked him a zillion and one questions, <laughs> is it inherited? No, they don't think so. They don't really know why dogs get melanoma in the eye. They really don't. But it's they don't believe it's inherited. Will it spread to the other eye? No, it doesn't work that way. Will he have melanoma elsewhere in the body? He has the same chance of developing melanoma elsewhere in the body as he would if he didn't have it in the eye. Mm-hmm. It does Melanoma in the eye does not metastasize anywhere else. Now, that said... If there was some genetic mutation or, you know, the cause of the melanoma in that's not to say that genetic mutation might not affect melanoma in the rest of his body. There's so much that we don't know about cancer. But in the meantime, he's healthy. He can see. His vision is good. I remember
0: uh, when you were doing the treatments after surgery, you had, what, six drops?
1: Six. Was it? Five drops and one ointment. Yeah. Oh, that was such a pain. For about a month he had five drops in one ointment four times a day and there had to be 5 minutes between each drop and the ointment so that took a half an hour four times a day oh my gosh i was so thrilled when it was he got his follow up and it was taken down to three times a day and <laughs> and then finally twice a day and and then oh well, we
0: did a road trip
1: we, to we did a trip twice to, a day at that point he was three. He was still three times three a, times day, a day, day at that point. So I taught everybody <laughs> how to give. So if I was driving when it was time for his drops, okay, everybody, here's his drops. This is the order you have to give him. Uh, he was so patient with that. He was so good. I would pull out the meds and he would kind of duck his head like, oh no, because I know a couple of them stung. But he was so patient. And he's doing great now. Yeah, he's he's doing, great. He's doing awesome. Definitely worth it. Let's take a a break from our topic and talk about our sponsor. We've got a new sponsor for our podcast, Pets Are Kids 2, and that's Pets Are Kids T-O-O. They have a line of natural pet products, pet health products, that we're really enthused about. The ingredients are very nice. They use a lot of essential oils in their various products, ranging from dental care, ear care, shampoos, products for itching, all kinds of different things. Plus, another thing that we're we're happy to see, this is a company with social responsibility. Their goal is in 2019 to help 100 pets survive cancer, which is pretty amazing because cancer treatments can be expensive, as some of us know. And the label on each of their products says there's a big red label that says, wait, send a picture of your pet with this bottle to charity at PetsOurKids2.com and they'll send you back a photograph of the pet that is benefiting from the donation from your purchase, which is pretty neat, gives you a, a more personal connection with them. The product that we wanted to talk about today is they have an ear cleaning product and the primary ingredients in it are aloe vera which is wonderful for healing natural eucalyptus extract and you use this as an ear cleaner and a preventative it's not for when your dog has an ear infection it's not a medicine but if you have a dog who's prone to dirty ears or your dog plays in the mud or you've got a dog with heavy floppy ears like golden retrievers and labrador retrievers this would be great it'd be wonderful kate i know you used it on your guys this this evening
2: yeah i like the smell of it it was easy to put in their ears they were not terribly offended which sometimes it can (laughs) be Yeah, especially
0: so but well you know what it says for cats and dogs so that's
1: nice yes yes one of my cats has a tendency he's got allergies Scotty, my long hair looks like a Turkish van. He was a rescue, but he looks like a Turkish fan. He's got allergies and he tends to get dirty ears. Yeah, I would introduce this very
2: carefully.
1: <laughs> He's a big cat. He could hurt me.
2: <laughs> it is a, a, what do I want to say? Fluid liquid is redundant. Um, it's not sticky. It's not. So. so one thing you can do with something that's that fluid is soak a cotton ball yes put the cotton ball in the ear and then start massaging so it gets dispensed that way
1: and plus when you put the cotton ball in the ear it warms it slightly Yes. so you're not giving a dose of cold (laughs) liquid yeah but if you consider the fact that ear infections are one of the big reasons why dogs and cats but primarily dogs make vet visits yeah i mean especially in allergy season or when the dogs are outside Ear infections are a big thing, and I know we, well, you and I were smell. both vet techs. So.
2: Just the smell. It's nicer to have a dog whose ears smell nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> True.
1: So anyway, you can go up to their website, petsarkids2too.com. Take a look at the products. The premium pet ear cleaner. It's all natural. Aloe vera and eucalyptus. Made and, in the USA. Made in the USA. And, uh... Take a look at it. If you decide to purchase it, if you enter the code PET, P-E-T-1-5, you'll get 15% off your order. And there's also a lifetime money-back guarantee. So take a look at it. We're enthused about it.
0: Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back
2: after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Let's talk pets. Let's
1: talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet
0: Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika, and this week's co hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke.
1: Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. This is your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. I wish there were more happy stories about cancer, but Bashir and Cisco didn't have happy stories,
2: but Hiro did. For both of them, it came on. I mean, it metastasized so quickly. It grew. The growth of the tumor was so fast.
1: Bashir especially. Bashir, well, we had gone camping. Kate and I had gone camping up in the mountains over Fourth of July because we wanted to get a couple of noise-sensitive dogs out of the city. And there was a couple times when... Bashir acted like he was really in pain. And then one time we were sitting out on the patio and he came out of the RV and then stood like a horse with colic. All four feet spread and he just froze like he was really, really in pain.
2: We thought it was shoulder, front legs. Yeah, I thought it was arthritis. Arthritis,
0: because he did have arthritis.
1: He'd been on various medications yeah. for his arthritis for a couple years. And I said then, when we're sitting out there, I went and got him another pain pill for his arthritis. And I told Kate, okay, well, when we get back down to Flatland, going to get an appointment and talk about his pain management. And took him in, and Dr. our veterinarian gave him uh, an exam. And when she went to palpate his belly, she went, uh-oh.
2: Oh, you never want to hear that. You never
1: want your vet to say, uh-oh. <laughs>
2: right? The last two words won't ever hear from your
1: vet. And uh, after the thorough exam, she found that he had a large mass in the abdomen and masses on one kidney. So after that exam, I went out in the parking lot by myself and called both of you and said, Bashir is gone. And And I just
0: remember her calling me and I'm like, gone Where? Cause I just know. Oh, I of to I, the vet for arthritis treatment. Yeah. What we put him on, and all of a sudden she calls and is like gone. And I'm like, where, where, where to go?
2: On vacation, somebody's house. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: What do you mean? Yeah. That's
1: what he
2: said he
1: had. Uh, I mean, yeah. He, he was in pain. He was in pain. She offered. You know, she's a wonderful veterinarian. We, all three of us, use her, and she's absolutely wonderful. And she offered alternatives. She says, well, if you want a little bit more time, we can do this and this and this and this. And I said, he's in pain. He's a good boy. There's no way I'm going to let him suffer just so I can be selfish enough to have you know, another week with him.
0: You know, and, and what's weird for that cancer, I mean, it happened with my two Aussies. It, they're so stoic. You don't get symptoms. And that's no. what they say is so common as when it's critical. And all of a sudden, like one of them the the cancer started to bleed right so he had internal bleeding and it was like oh you're lethargic what's going on and brought him in and found out but shasta remember when she oh
1: we yeah.
0: i got another what three four weeks after yeah her but again it happens to middle the older dogs and shasta was 13 kona was 12
1: Bashir was right at that same age right there yeah and at yeah. that
0: point i don't you could do surgery. They give you the options. They give you the options of chemotherapy. But I'm thinking 12, 13 years old,
1: and in pain. It,
0: and in pain. It's. I decided what you know. Yeah. We gave Shasta the best few weeks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Whole Dog Journal says approximately one in four dogs will get cancer. After 10 years of age, nearly half of the dogs over 10 years of age die of cancer. Yeah. Yeah,
0: those
1: those statistics are just. And
0: the most recent one, I mean, the palm. My my aunt lives with me. She had a palm, and uh, the uh, the palm Lacey. She's nine.
1: That's young for a palm. Nine. It's really young for a palm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But Keely. Yeah. That's right. Four. Oh, four. Two palms. Two Aussies. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And same thing, Keely. It was just it yeah a few days it's like doesn't act right. We gave receptative fluids all that weekend and it was the yeah. ultrasound
1: now the one I feel really bad about was Cisco. Cisco was five when he died of cancer That's young. and he had shown some signs that something wasn't right you know hindsight's always twenty 2020 for a while, including running into a four by four fence post at yeah. full gallop yeah. And we thought, I thought that maybe one of the other dogs shoved him and he hit the fence post because the dog shoved him out, you know, in the path of travel while they were running. But in looking back, because he died of a brain tumor, now I think probably his vision was affected. And that happened at dusk when the light's changing. Right. And, but he had several other, he had some behavioral issues. He had just some odd things. And I can remember talking with the two of you going, you know, yeah. Or yeah.
0: brainstorming
1: all the Yeah. Things. Yeah. And you know, being trainers in studying behavior, I assumed that it was a
2: behavioral problem. Well, and at his age. That yeah. well, you know, cancer's not the immediate assumption. No, right. No. Yeah. Well, and
1: even what the veterinarian. Even he I spent a fortune on Cisco trying to find out what was wrong. We ran blood work, we did this and that and uh And then finally, he started to have seizures, and that's when our veterinarian got on the phone to a specialist, and the specialist uh, was the one that said he had a specific type of tumor in a specific spot in the brain, and he said, I'll guarantee that. And then it was like two days later, Cisco had a grand mal seizure and basically didn't come out of it. So I let him go. But five years old, five-year-old dogs are not supposed to get cancer, fatal cancers. It's just
2: wrong.
0: Yep. Again, don't have hereditary.
2: Treatment's a whole lot better than it used to be, but it's still not human. Yeah, it's not at the level of, of fighting human cancer. Although with my Roddy, we did radiation. We did chemo. Yeah. I was lucky enough to the vet that I worked for previously Uh let me I don't think I would have done the chemo if they hadn't let me sit with her oh for hours and hours and hours but stay with her yeah and even the radiation uh I I couldn't be with her for that but just before and after and she was she temperament wise I was okay with letting her go in with strangers for something like radiation therapy and sure enough they all said she was great now my second Roddy had issues yes Yes. Deservedly so. But anyway, I wasn't going to put her through it. She could not have mentally and emotionally handled.
1: No, Gina couldn't have. That would have been torture that for kind Gina. That therapy, right. Yeah,
2: yeah. But would I do it again with Kayla? I don't know. It was still, I mean, we bought some time. But a lot of that time, like with the radiation, was spent treating topical burns. Yeah. Uh, the chemo was you know, trying to get her to eat again after all of that. Yeah, then so you can't
1: kind of
2: look back, you know, quality is
1: this. Yeah. 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 I've only, in 40-some years of owning dogs, I've only lost two to cancer, Cisco and Brashear. And the two of them were already past the point of treatment, treatment by the time it was discovered, so I didn't have to make that choice. I'd certainly look into side effects before agreeing to it, though, because you can't explain to a dog, okay, look, you're going to feel like death warmed over, but this will give you some more time. You can't explain that to a dog. And if a dog is sick, really sick, by something we're putting him through, right. you know, at what point is that fair or not fair?
0: And then, like, well, three of the four were all 12, 13 years old. Yeah. To me, they're really older. And, you know, when
1: you get older, as we all know, get up from a chair, is like, oh, ow,
0: it takes a pain. You know, it's like, I, don't, I didn't want to put them through that.
1: Yeah, well, and with the uh let's talk about that because you've lost four, and and that's unfortunately a very very common cancer. Yeah, um,
0: unfortunately, they do describe it as a deadly
1: cancer. Um, you can do the treatments like we talked about. I mean, if, if dog- you can catch it before it's bleeding.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and unfortunately, so the majority of the time you you don't catch it till it's too late. Right. Um, Look
1: at poor Kona.
0: Yeah, I'd, we never knew. Yeah. He was here every day. We were doing training. nothing didn't know anything. He still had an appetite. He was still, he was blind for most of his life, but he was still active and mm-hmm. playing and eating and drinking. And never knew until one day. I'm like, why, what's wrong? Why are you lethargic? Why are you just yeah. laying there and uh, brought him in? That's what I found and out. And then you
1: called <laughs> me and said, he's bleeding. He's, he's bleeding.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so like where did that come from? Never, never mm-hmm, knew. Yeah. I mean, some of the signs, you know, if your dog gives you these signs, but like I said, four of mine didn't. Was lethargy, uh, lack of appetite, weight loss. um the like those a, are such general, right? Know. They're symptoms Loaded of. Adamum. I mean, could you? They're symptoms of so things? many
1: things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Nose bleeding, fatigue, pale color, the um, you know, the mouth, the eyes, respiratory, increased respiratory rate. That means rate. there's
2: already bleeding happening. You, you, get, you get know, pale the gums pale and dumps. all of that. Yeah. And now we're into, now is it? Yeah. And there's no treatment yeah. for that. That's later stages showing. Yeah. Then.
0: Yep. But again, Gosh. you know, treatment, yeah, if you catch it early enough, again, you can do the surgery following with chemotherapy or radiation or some type, of, but then... And that you, also
1: depends on where it is. Yeah. And then you
0: may buy them a couple months, a few weeks, couple months, depending, the dog, mm-hmm. how bad. But they do say overall, I mean, unfortunately, prognosis is poor. Once your dog has it, you can buy some time, but if you're to a point like I went through...
1: There wasn't any time.
2: Nope. Yeah. No. Yeah. I lost a dog to um, liver cancer. Ah. That was... Painful. I could not handle that for very long uh, to make the decision to relieve him of his pain because that was a pancreatic cancer. I'm sorry, pancreatic cancer. Uh. His body was literally eating itself. Uh. Mm, Yeah, that's not. Yeah, so that was very, it wasn't hard. So the other day on Facebook, of course, they're talking about talking with dog people. How do you know when it's time? Yeah. Uh. I remember asking Liz that question with Shasta. Every dog owner has asked it a hundred times. And and what I
0: from then learned with all the other ones and I tell other people to ask me, I said, you know what? They'll tell you. Yeah. And Shasta did.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a vet tech I told that. You people know when it's time. They'll tell you. It's hard when you're going through it to wait and listen, pay attention. Right. Mm-hmm. But generally they do. Mm-hmm. They yeah. do. My first Roddy, she wanted to fight the cancer. Yeah. The second one, no. She's like, I'm I'm done.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bashir was done. I mean, we learned that on the camping trip. Mm -hmm. I will never, ever. You were sitting to one side reading and had a chair, a lawn chair set up next to you. And I think Walter was in that. And I was across the patio from the RV. And so I was facing the RV. And he came out and he took a few steps. And then that stance. And all I could think it it looked like a horse with colic with a bad bellyache. And his head was down and he was just frozen. And I just realized how much pain he was in. And I thought it was the arthritis, but it didn't matter what it was. He was in
2: so much pain. You say horse with colic. I remember thinking um, bull at the end of a bullfight. fight. Oh, yeah. You know, just, yeah. just had enough. Yeah. Just, head down. Yeah. Breathing hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'll go through it. Fortunately, well, I'm glad this company and these people, <laughs> yeah, are doing this because it's a really hard topic.
1: It's a very hard topic, mm-hmm. and if you've been regular listeners so far, as you know, we usually don't go this deep in this sad. Okay. But but it is something that most uh, most dog owners are going to face. Out
2: one out of four dogs. That's
1: twenty five percent of them. And then by the time they get older, it's 50%. increased. Yeah,
2: between you know, all the
0: all the dogs I had and the ones who passed away from cancer, I'd say it was fifty percent of my dogs passed away from cancer. There you go.
1: I've been lucky. I I haven't knock on wood. Monsieur and Cisco were the first two. Otherwise, it was old age. One went into liver failure, but it wasn't cancer. Uh, one was um, laryngeal paralysis. But I I've been lucky. So. <sighs> Knock on wood. Yeah, I'm kidding. All right, well, we're going to let you go, but check out this company, Pets Our Kids 2, and their website is petsourkids2.com. They've got some nice products. You heard a little bit about them in in our commercials for them also, but they are trying to save some dogs with cancer, trying to save 100 dogs before 2020, and that's a worthwhile.
2: And put out products without toxins.
1: Right. Their products are... Again, if you're regular listeners, you you know we're pretty picky. And uh, I'm, I'm thrilled with the ingredients they have in their products. So take a look at them. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Having a rough day? <coughs> Longing for the dog days of summer? <coughs> Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? <coughs>